Hi, this is Bernie Dake. You're listening to the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Welcome back to Words of Life. We're starting a new series about parenting this week. This is going to be a nine-week series of interviews with couples in all stages of parenting. We'll hear their story, lessons learned, and some advice they may offer to parents in similar walks of life. To start off, though, you're about to hear from my wife and me as we share our own testimony and opportunities for mentorship that God has put in our path. Hi, I'm Bernie Dake. And I'm Laura Dake. We uh, met many years ago in upstate New York. I am the son of Salvation Army officers who were serving in um, the Syracuse, New York area. And we went to a summer camp both of us were working at. And uh, fate came my way. Mm. <laughs> uh, I grew up in Niagara Falls. That was our home camp. So I would spend my summers there. Bernie had been out of the division for a while and then had come back. Now some 36 or so years later, here we are. We've had a great life. We dated for four years. We were engaged for a year. And now we have been married for 31 years. I guess we always thought we would have kids like after five years of marriage and when that time came around I just I felt like I didn't think it was what I really wanted at the time and it, time just went on and it, it just never happened for us. We had moved to Atlanta, and I I thought at that time I had the desire to have a child. And we decided to start trying. Um, but it didn't happen within like six months. So my doctor said, we should probably get you tested because of your age. And then at 40, we found out that I was in full-blown menopause. So the, the cards for that kind of fell by the wayside. I mean, we always knew adoption was an option, but um, I, I don't think we really wanted to pursue that at that time. And my perspective was we did what we thought was right. We waited. We wanted to develop our marriage identity and figure out who each other were. And um, 
those years were really great years, you know, without children. And then when we made the move and decided we were going to try and then found out it's not likely, they gave us an option of uh, in vitro fertilization, which at the time in the early 2000s was something like $15,000 for each try. There was less than a 1% chance or 3% chance. It was a very low percentage. Well, yes, we, we found out in our testing that I didn't really have viable eggs. So IVF really wasn't even an option. And then the idea of adopting, that was just a deep soul search for me, I, mm. particularly. I, I couldn't wrap my mind around it. We had always allowed young people to spend time with us, particularly when they're transitioning from high school to college or college to adult life. And when we got our home here in Atlanta, we really opened those doors up to the whosoever. I think it really stemmed from Bernie initially. I mean, he's such an outgoing person and everybody knows him. And he had such a connection with the young adults. Even when we lived in Arlington, Virginia, he taught the young adult kids and, you know, accountability was kind of their mantra. And I mean, I think it just came with us when we moved here. The only rule in the house was you needed to, you know, participate in the activities at the church. And that was a pretty uh, cheap rent. You know, we never took money from anybody. There might have been other rules, you know, like uh, you can have anything in the fridge after the first day. <laughs> Leftovers, you know. 24-hour rule. But that was a, a way for us to also have a built-in dog sitter. But at the same time, it offered opportunities for discipleship, which are important to me. I have a number of men in my life who have been critical in the development of my own Christian worldview or my own approach to just living life as a Christian in this world. And I'm very grateful for those investments that were made in me. And the hope was perhaps we could do the same. While we were not biological parents to uh, these young people that were living in our home, I had a number of adopted parents mm. in my life. In fact, uh, I tell a story often about uh, high school for me was a bit of a social experiment. You know, uh, I wasn't there for the academia. But uh, when I tried to go to college, I could not get into the school of my choice mm. because I did not have an academic record that supported any proof that I could survive there. So um, I needed to really find a place that I could get started. And a Salvation Army officer couple in their very first appointment mm. had invited me to come and live with them in sort of a mother-in-law's apartment. They had asked me to maybe be a youth pastor type person working at the core. I would take classes during the day. I'd work at the core in the afternoons and, and some evenings and certainly on weekends. The, the core is, you know, what the Salvation Army calls our church. And uh, in the meanwhile, I was watching them parent their own children, but young a, children. Yeah. In a very real way, Mark and Sharon Tilsley discipled me as a young Christian. The Bible's pretty clear about, I think it's Hebrews 13, 7. It says, remember your leaders, the ones who spoke the word of the Lord to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Now that imitate their faith thing is something that speaks mm -hmm. to me deeply. Uh, I have a number of people in my life that I look up to and I, I want to be like.
because to me that they are Christ. They represent Jesus. And uh, I'm eternally grateful for those relationships. One of the more rewarding things for me is seeing the growth and the depth of character in a number of the men and women that have come through our home. And, and in one case, you know, literally having someone speak into my life, roles reversed. Uh, I, I often tell a story about Chris Hoffer, who, um, you know, he was just a kid, but a drummer and I'm a drummer and his parents were serving overseas and he had moved back and, you know, just in the course of our lives together, my life verse is Proverbs 27, 17, just as iron sharpens iron. So one man, so one human sharpens another. And Chris has done that. He had to make a very courageous stand one day and seeing something in me that just wasn't ringing true. And that both broke my heart, but then of course helped me understand what none of us are in this alone. You know, we can't do it alone. And God has never left us or forsaken us for sure, but you know, he puts people in our life, that community, so that, you know, we can find strength uh, for the journey or maybe glean from someone else's experience. And I am forever grateful for that kind of relationship that has developed with all of these young people over the course of our years together. Everyone that has come through our house, you know, are good people. For me, one of my favorite people that we've had is Kayla Hedgren. Now I'm going to lose it. <laughs> uh, you know, she was a more mature person that we had, but like very deep in her faith and grounded in the Lord. And we just had some really good conversations over the years. We we did COVID together. Our nephew was with us. And I mean, we did a lot of life in our house in those, in those times. And uh, life hasn't been easy all the time in situations, but it was nice for me to have a female in our house to have a connection with. And we're very close with their family and uh, her sister and brother-in-law. And uh, I've just, I really appreciated her coming and staying with us. And her parents. Yeah. That opened up a, a whole nother aspect of life to us, which is beautiful. Yeah. You know, on two occasions, we've actually had families move in with us where mm. they were transitioning between countries or between homes. States. States. <laughs> and they just needed a place to stay for a month or more. And um, there are some great people that have come through our home. And they're doing great things for the kingdom of God. They're, they're you know, committed Christian individuals making the world a better place in the communities where they live. And I'm very, very proud of all of them. Phil and Sarah Lager, mm -hmm. uh, Daniel and Sunshine Meeks, and their beautiful children, both families. Uh, I wish we could see them more, but, you know, the reality is we just have to remember those times we had together and celebrate them when we can get together. We better have a place to stay I know. wherever any of these people are living. Payback. <laughs> I think one of the strengths of the opportunities we've been given is 
having uh, people in our lives that we've been able to literally come alongside who have either been faced with similar news, the, the choices that you, you, you arrive at when you discover you can't have children of your own. And um, I can think of two couples in our life mm-hmm. that have now both adopted. Babies, newborn babies. God will make a way. I, I truly believe that. While we decided not to adopt, we opened up our home and in a sense that fulfilled sort of that perhaps longing or the need to be in someone else's life for that window. I think also for us and particularly the two couples that I'm thinking of, these are people that, you know, we, we can, this is the iron sharpening iron. This mm. is the, this is the body of Christ. And They're our community. Yeah. In a very real way. We're family, we're, you know, so it's a real sense of community. The Salvation Army's mission, doing the most good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support. And we'd love to hear from you. Call 1-800-229-9965 or visit SalvationArmyRadio.org to connect. Tell us how we can help. Share prayer requests or your testimony. With your permission, we would love to use your story on the show. You can also subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmyRadio.org to learn about more programs produced by the Salvation Army. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. Join us next time for the Salvation Army's Words of Life.